Hello and welcome to Close Friends Uncensored, brought to you by the one and only, the beautiful, the magical, the fertile. <laughs> Bri, how hey, how y'all doing today? Um, so let's address the elephant in the room. I've been gone for like what two weeks. Um, so I started off season two really strong, really like ready to fucking do it and then all of a sudden i don't know fucking life hit seasonal depression comes through and now i'm unmotivated i'm undisciplined i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i'm contemplating life every second of the day i'm just going through the motions i'm on autopilot y'all know how it is like this ain't nothing new Anyways, I had to um, reevaluate. I had to reevaluate and assess, and now I'm here. I'm gonna start off with a segment. Um, it's called "Douche of the Week." Now, y'all know I be out. I be out on dates and shit, and I've just seen a lot of things that I feel like a lot of people who don't go out on dates or who get um decent men don't see and I'm just here to educate y'all um maybe this is something you could tell a homeboy to never do to someone the douche of the week I was on a date with this one guy right super cute but also like If you know me, you know I usually have a type, and that type is men from prison, right? Okay, very much, yeah, has my name written all over it. I don't know what it is. I just, I just do. I just do, okay. Um, So I went out with this guy who, you know, fit the vibe, fit the vibe of what I like, and um I fit his vibe too you know prison men love suburban women you know and I'm a suburban woman of color and they just eat me up every single day every day and so I went out with this guy we went out to like the club I think which first of all red flag take me out to the motherfucking club but second of all y'all know I'm about to go to the club if it's about a club okay so I went out with him to the club and Literally, the entire time, he was checking out other women. I'm not even kidding you. Anybody would walk by, and he would literally turn his head, like, not even try to hide it, but, like, turn his entire head, broke his neck just to take a peek. That happened, I'm not even kidding you, probably, like, five times in the first, what, fucking um, hour that I met this guy that we were out And I'm like, this fool, what ended up happening was like, first of all, first dates just don't set any expectations. That's something I learned. So especially with these type of men, like you really don't know what you're going to get and you really need to like disassociate and fucking just have fucking fun, which is what I like to do, right? Um, so yeah, that's exactly what I did. I ended up joining him. Every time a, like, a dick-ass bitch would walk by, I'd be like, damn, Kiki thick is a boo. Just joining in on the fun, you know? Like, if he's gonna look at other women, obviously I am too. I just don't make it obvious. But if you want to play a game, like, let's fucking get it. Like, no, not meaning to objectify women. Y'all are beautiful. And I respect every single one of y'all. But some of y'all in those pants, even I need to turn my head a little bit, you know? 
But yeah, we were just complimenting women all night together. That night, I didn't have a purse or I didn't want to bring a purse out. And I was wearing like pants that didn't have pockets. So I asked if he could take my ID and like hold it in his pants, right? My dumb ass fucking forgot my ID in his pants, bitch. And let me tell you, as I was getting to know him, I quickly, very quickly learned he is gang affiliated, fucking has guns on him. I mean, tatted up from head to toe. Like, I'm really not trying to mess with this guy, like, for real, for real, because I could end up somewhere that's not safe. But, like, I liked him. He was cool. Like, he was vibe regardless of his past circumstances and the time that he spent um, incarcerated, maybe. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So I left my ID in his pocket and bitch this full. And I, I was going somewhere like literally the next day where I needed my ID because we were going out. So I had to go get my fucking ID, bitch. Tell me why I drove all the way to motherfucking San Bernardino. If y'all don't know San Bernardino, let me let me let me create this picture for you. It's very poor. It's a very poor area. It is the highest crime city, I think, in California. It was really up there. Um, like where I went, everything was just shut down. Like there was gates on the windows and wood like up on the doors you couldn't really like it just seemed like a dead place but that's where all the trap the trap men be so lo and behold I pulled up to a motherfucking trap house I pulled up to a trap house me a suburban black girl in San Bernardino at a trap house I'm getting stares from, like, the whole street. So, everyone is outside for some reason. I pull up to this trap house. Everyone's outside. And I'm like, fuck, I need to get my ID from this guy. Like, I can't leave without it. But at the same time, I am ready to dip. Like, I have my fucking car in sports mode, bitch. I'm I'm not trying to fucking get hit, hit a lick, whatever the fuck y'all want to call it. No. And so... I lock my doors and this guy finally, I'm like, bro, I'm here. Like, get your ass out here right the fuck now because I'm about to motherfucking die, please. Scary the looks I was getting, people going in and out of this house. And he comes out and I'm like, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Because I think I might live to see another day. And he gives me my ID. He's like, here you go, shoddy, da 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 ba 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 I'm like, boy, if you don't just give me this ID so I can get the fuck out of here. And yeah, that was the last time I seen him. I hope he's okay and alive. But um, definitely don't be looking at other bitches if you're on a date. I feel like that's something I really shouldn't have to say. That is the douche of the week, my dear... San Bernardino in um, trap house guy that I went on a date with. We had a lot of fun on our date, though. The club was lit in downtown Pomona. 
fuck yeah, dude. He was buying me drinks, bitch. He was spending money on me. I was like, okay, Trap House money do be coming through, though. Yes, sir. Next segment I'm very excited to uh, do. It's called Songs That Changed My Life. So y'all know when you just listen to a song and immediately you're like, this is it. This is it. This is it. It's just the music. No words have been spoken. You hear the music and you're like, this is it. This is it. Or if like the music's really good and then the second you hear that voice, the second you hear those lyrics, you're like, this is it. I've had that moment not very many times, but the times that it has happened, I swear, I swear, I don't know if I was going through something during this, it's like right moment, right time, right song, and it literally is so transcendental, transcend, transcendental, is that a word? I meant to say transcendent, but is transcendental a word? Maybe it's dental terminology, can all my dentists confirm? Anyways, yeah, it's fucking transcendent, and... This this song in particular, I'm going to break it down. I'm going to tell y'all exactly what the fuck this song means to me, why it's so important, why you should listen to it. If you have not, if you have, I feel connected to you. Okay, so this song in particular, for all my Euphoria watchers, um, this is season, the little season between season one and season two. Do y'all know that? what I'm talking about like when they were up in Zendaya's business at the coffee house with her um sponsor and then they did another episode with Cassie and then they did another episode with um what's her name Jules right so this is Zendaya's episode it played in this episode the second I heard it bitch I my life changed my life changed it's called Me in 20 Years by Moses Sumney. Oh my gosh. This song, y'all. This song. Um, I'm going to read my favorite lines from this song and I'll tell you exactly why it is so. First of all, Moses Sumney, let's talk about his voice. I'm fucking real. That man is just an alien and that is all I have to say. His tone and then his fucking range and the way he hits and it's he's like the type of person where you could just feel the emotion of what he's saying through the song like it literally cut me in half split me open and ate my brains out (sighs) yes okay so here's my favorite line from me in 20 years by moses Sumney. it says is it laced within my dna To be braced in endless January, have I become the cavity I feared? Ask me in 20 years. (laughs) Y'all! Okay. And this is my interpretation of the lyrics. I don't know if this is what he meant or not. And that's what I love about music and, like, poetry and art in general. Like, it is what you make it to be, bitch. And this is what I made of this. Is it laced within my DNA? For me, that means, like, are things meant to be because this is how it was created for me? Like, is it in my DNA? Is it inevitable because that's how I was made? Or is it just a coincidence, which usually things aren't? 
Is it in my, is it laced within my DNA to be braced in endless January? Okay, so for me, the month of January is like new beginnings. Like it's a brand new year. January is like you have so many opportunities, but you don't know exactly where to start really. And it can be overwhelming, but at the same time, exciting. But at the same time, sad because if you know about being alone on the holidays, you know that it can be a very empty space. Because you see other bitches with their families, you see other people doing all these things and feeling so much love. And when you're alone during those times, it just really hits harder than any other time of the year. So it's just like accumulation of all these things to be braced in endless January, like feeling lost, but also feeling excited, also having so many opportunities, but also not knowing where to start. It's just like being stopped in time while everything else is moving around you. Have I become the cavity I feared? What I wrote about this part is being something, like trying to avoid something so much that you become it type of vibe. Do you know what I'm saying? Have I become the cavity I feared? You know how some people like, oh, I'm never going to be like my mom and when I have kids and da da da, they end up growing up, they end up having their kids and they realize they're an exact reflection of their mom. Like, that's just an example. But trying to be someone you're not so hard and then just to end up being that person. Am I this space? Am I this person? Am I this thing that I fear that I try so hard to get away from? Ask me in 20 years. For me, that's like not really knowing who you are, who you're becoming, because it's hard to see the grand scheme of things in the moment. From today, yesterday, even a couple days ago, I am not going to really know what the fuck is happening until time has passed, until the consequences have passed, until everything just has taken its course in time for you to literally be able to look back and distinguish if taking a right turn as opposed to taking a left turn was worth it or if it had an impact ask me in 20 years all these things that like is a lace within my dna to be braced in this january have i become the cavity i feared all of these things you're thinking about in the moment in the present and it consumes you because you feel like every move you make is so important but at the same time you're not going to know that until time has passed, until 20 years. And you look back in 20 years and you're like, damn, I was so consumed by this and I was so eaten up and thrown out that I wasn't able to enjoy. I wasn't able to see what life really is about and shit like that. Me in 20 Years by Moses Sumney. Make Out in My Car by Moses Sumney. Polly by Moses Sumney. Don't Bother Calling by Moses Sumney. And The Other Lover by... Little Dragon and Moses Sumney. Please, please, if you are willing and able, listen to these songs. I'm obsessed with his voice. I'm sep- obsessed. I'm obsessed with his lyricism and just like being able to feel his emotion through the music. And he does everything so artistically from the harmonies to his range. It just all like comes together. Each song, he fucking kills it. But yeah, that's me obsessing over Moses Sumney. Um, and this song kind of leads me into today what we're going to be talking about here being 
Miss 20-something, being a 20-something-ass bitch. God damn. God fucking damn. When I was younger, I could not wait. I could not wait until... I was 20, 21, until I was living in my 20s, being able to do whatever I want, Miss Independent, Miss This, That, The Other. Nobody fucking tells you. Nobody tells you what the fuck actually comes with your 20s. Do they? No. I didn't hear a, a, a word of this from nobody. I went from high school straight into college, straight into UCR. Go Highlanders. Why did I almost forget that? That's so embarrassing. Go Highlanders, right? Um, and I just went through college. I wanted to, when I first got into college, I did not know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I wanted to go to college. And looking back, I wish I would have went to community. I really wish I would have because I would have saved a lot of money. I would have saved... I guess time, I wouldn't have saved much time, but I would have saved a lot of money go, just going to a community and like doing general ed classes because I didn't know what I wanted to do. But um, I was highly blessed and favored that I was able to just go straight to university. And so I took that opportunity to. And at first I was a biology major. Don't know why, because I fucking hate science. I thought that biology majors would make money and at that time you're, you just want money you're like damn if I had money I could fucking go to Disneyland right now but you don't have that money because you barely have your high school degree you have a part-time job minimum wage you have enough money for very casual luxury things like eating out fucking clothes shopping shit to pimp out your fucking closet but you don't have substantial money so when I went to, into college I decided to go for biology because I feel like I could have made money I could do something with that in my master's degree or things like that very quickly very quickly I realized that that's not what I wanted I hate science I'm good at math but I just don't think that biology was for me um it's really hard <laughs> chemistry and fucking all that shit physics fuck that fuck no you can miss me with that um stem majors i'm very proud of you for diminishing that but not me um i quickly changed my uh major i only changed my major once from biology from biology to liberal studies Reason being, I wanted to be a teacher. I changed my mind. And I wanted to be a teacher. My dad was really supportive of that. But my mom, I feel like I'm, I'm just, I have always clashed with my mother. I don't know why. Um, I really don't know. I just always felt like she was my biggest fucking hater at times. Even though I know she loves me and I know she'll ride or die for me. But she just criticizes me in a way that physically makes me want to peel my skin off one by layer by layer like genuinely so when I told her I was switching from biology to liberal studies she was like why are you doing that who's who's telling you to do that which one of your friends are you trying to follow bitch what the fuck <laughs> like 
give me the benefit of the doubt you know what i'm saying like you don't even know what a what the fuck a biology major does like she just wanted me to be a doctor so i can do her plastic surgery like no bitch i don't want to do that that's not my passion like i do want to help people but not in that way i've always wanted to be a teacher of some sort i love kids and i love the energy of a classroom and how impactful that can be for someone at that age i'm thinking more fourth grade elementary school even third grade because I think of myself when I was younger and I never had a black teacher until probably junior year of high school which is pretty problematic because I struggled with identity for so long and literally having that person could have made the world of a difference for me so I decided that's what I wanted to be like literally be the change you know um, but yeah, my mom just didn't get it. She's like, you're not going to make a lot of money. Da, 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 da. Lord knows teachers are under-resourced, underpaid, under-fucking-everything, like, under-supported. Like, that is a hard profession to be. And at that time, I was willing to be it uh, just because I was so interested in learning about it as well. Like, my education classes were probably my favorite, aside from my art history classes, which had like grown to become probably now that I'm looking back at it my favorite classes in college were art history the African diaspora class I took and all the education like child development and um social like shit like that about um how kids grow up in the environments that they grow up in loved all that um I ended up graduating and guess what I didn't do anything. I was like, fuck, I, I'm going to graduate. Cool. That's so awesome for me. Um, what are next steps looking like? I'm not sure because um, the world we live in today, schools are getting shot. Kids are dying. Teachers die too. I'm now realizing what is being put on the line to be a teacher it's a real eight to five job um, or however fucking many hours it is. Um, I would get weekends off, which is cool. And I would have summer off, which is also awesome. But like in the grand scheme of things, I was not ready to start doing that. Like I, after I graduated college, I was like, fuck, fuck school. I need a fucking break. Like those four years and Mind you, the pandemic lasted on my or, or started on my last year of college. So all of those years of school continuously back to back to back add the pandemic and uh, you get a burnt out ass bitch. Like I am not going to do anything. I don't give a fuck. I really don't. I'm just going to work and I'm going to figure things out. And yeah, just be living life. So that's what I did. And that's still what I'm doing. Um, it's crazy because you see people are married, people, um, have kids and families, people my, I'm talking about people my age, um, they have businesses, they're, or they're in school, or they already have their careers, like, all these things that I see people doing, and then there's me, like, I graduated college, applause, can I get a little commotion for a college graduate? And then it kind of stops there because I'm still figuring shit out. And the more I'm working, the more I know that I need to 
find something to do. And I'm very grateful to be able to just work part-time, live life, (laughs) and um, do things like having a podcast and just figure myself out. And I've been doing that. It's taken time. Sooner or later, I want to do something. I don't know what. I still don't know what. I love to create. I love this podcast shit. I love writing. I love poetry. I love all things art. And I feel like that is just so frowned upon. Um, I feel like nowadays less, but before very much so, very heavily. Society wasn't like that. I feel like I would have gotten, I would have done something else in college. Um, Not saying that I can't go back to school because I definitely can, but I don't know if working for a corporation, working for a government, working for anybody is for me. I tried braiding people's hair. I tried doing eyelashes, eyelash extensions. I haven't tried doing nails, but I do my own nails. Right now, I am doing this podcast, which um, probably means more to me than anything I've done so far, just because I'm able to put a lot of myself into it. And the feedback and the reaction I get is not that I look for others' validation, but it is very validating. It makes me feel seen. And it's a really cool feeling to know that people are more alike than we really think. And even though I don't have it all figured out right now, I do have this just incredible sense of fulfillment at times even though I'm still in my parents house and I work a part-time job and I don't have a million dollars all the time I'm able to hang out with my friends I'm able to make memories I'm able to laugh and do things that I love without having the restraint the restraint of being committed to a full-time job. A lot of my values, a lot of my morality lies in being passionate about what you do and not taking things too heavily, to love incredibly hard, to feel loved incredibly hard at that at the same time. And that is why I'm in a sense very content with who I am today. I just think that everyone is different. Like, I think that some people could look at me and be like, bitch, aren't you worried? Like, don't you feel like you need to be doing something and feel like you should be getting somewhere instead of sitting on your ass making podcasts or just working a part-time job? And I'm like, "Mm, not really. But some people have that mindset. Like, they have a fucking business money-making mindset. And that's awesome. That really is because you are going to get there sooner than everybody else. You have something that I just was not built with. Everyone's just in different places. Like I wouldn't compare myself to anybody else because of what I said. Like we're all different. We all have different values and morals and mindsets. We all grew up from different backgrounds that can have a lot to do with what people do nowadays or right now. I just urge y'all to to just be okay where you're at right now. Don't compare yourself to other people's situations because everybody is different. Some people didn't have what I had growing up and they had to fend for themselves where as like for me I didn't have to do that. I had food on the table every night. I had a house to come home to every night. I 
I live in what I would consider a luxury lifestyle. If I'm looking at the grand scheme of things, I'm very lucky to have what I have. And because of that, I was able to spend a lot of time thinking about my morals, thinking about what I love, like, and really being able to dive into that. I really, like, had so much time to create music, to create art, to write poetry, to do podcasts, to indulge in all my creative niches, whereas some people did not have that luxury, did not have that time, did not have that space, did not have that support system, did not have that period. So I'm just living my truth. I, of course, am forever grateful for all that I have. I say that all the time, but I truly mean it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm so accepting that everyone is at a different place and everyone goes at their own rate. And just because you're not there now doesn't mean you won't get there ever. Just know that everything is in divine timing. It's Godspeed, bitch. Godspeed. Everything is in divine timing. If it is meant for you, it's for you. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. Um, Every opportunity missed is just room for another opportunity to grow. And just don't dwell too much. Life is very short. Life is very, very, very short. For you to be unavailable to love the people you love, for you to not love yourself, that is, that's me being a 20-something, have a degree-ass bitch, but still doesn't really know what they're doing-ass bitch, but is still enjoying life-ass bitch, but still doing the things they love-ass bitch, who is occasionally broke-ass bitch, who is also in credit card debt-ass bitch. And that is me in one. I hope y'all, like, are able to take something away. Like, please, slow down. Slow down, live your life. It goes by entirely too fast. Um, I just had a, uh, a friend recently passed who was my soccer teammate when I was younger. We were on the same soccer team for about, I want to say like five years. I, I think about her and her livelihood and like how much life she had in her and how she probably could have made it so far in the end. She she was going to be a successful person regardless and she had so much love and just so much passion and she loved she was so athletic and I think of her and I think of her short time here on earth nobody knew nobody knows when you're gonna die but I just think of her short time here on earth and I definitely think she made an impact because of how connected she was to people. How connected I feel to her even though we grew apart. I will always remember her and she just loved incredibly hard and was very passionate and loved soccer and we shared that for the time that we did and it was beautiful. We were literally like, I was sweeper and she was like right defense. Like me and her were like, had each other's back on the field, off the field. We were always able to have a good time and that's how I'm gonna remember her. I'm glad I got to experience the life I did with her. Um, It's just crazy how short life is and how you just never know when it's going to end for anybody at any given time. So I think it's very important to just love who you can at all times when you can. Tell them you love them. Give them an extra hug if you can. Because that's something like you'll never regret doing ever. 
Yes, I'd like to end today's video with a card pull, please. I actually have um, this sound bowl that I feel called to <sighs> ring right now. And hopefully we just get a sense of peace. Let's just hear the vibration of the sound bowl. to pull from our gratitude oracle because gratitude is something we can never run out of praying for the family of my friend who recently passed i'm praying that her soul rests easy and um i'm grateful to have spent the time that i have with her and the time that I had with people I love and all the fun that we always have is something that can never be taken for, grant taken for granted. It says number 22. And my necklace says 222. Patience. Okay, so let's read patience. There is an adage that states the good will come to those who patiently wait. Having patience means calmly waiting, even when you are frustrated or life is not flowing in the manner you hoped or expected. Each day presents ample opportunities to call on your ability to be patient at work, during your commute, while running errands or communicating with others. When you are facing hardships, it can be challenged to default to despair or frustration. When you work on your patience, you will find you are less apt to become depressed and will lapse into negativity less frequently. People who are patient do not typically become upset or stressed over situations where they have no control. Being patient will help you become mindful, more connected to others, and more abundant. Patience will help you feel more gratitude, too. Be willing to walk with patience while traveling toward your goals. Remember to have patience with people who challenge or trigger you. Your ability to remain calm will make your success that much sweeter. Your patience will make the passage more tolerable and pave the way for more satisfaction and appreciation. Affirmation. I gratefully call on patience and calmly master myself in trying situations. Oh, what a beautiful message. Oh, I think we can all use a bit more patience in our life with everyone and everything, really. And I do think our life would feel much more abundant if we were able to practice patience a little bit more often than not. But thank y'all for tuning in to this episode. Um, I'm so excited for the next episode. I have a very, very, very special guest whom I love and adore with all of my heart. Um, I'm going to keep it a surprise until they come on, but just know that it's coming and that it's going to be a good one. All right. Love y'all. Follow me on IG at B-R-I-H-O-W-W. Brihau. Hey. And I'll see y'all next time. Okay. Love you. Bye.